Let's spread a song so you can sing along with one special guest star too. For two, you like to sing and dance, and this podcast by chance explores musicals for you. Everyone, welcome back to another episode of Life's But a Song, a podcast that likes to live in the land. I can't believe it. I should just pre-record this part, shouldn't I? <laughs> Keep it. You need your listeners to know that you're of the people. You're human like everyone else. I am. I try to do it a little, deliver it a little differently. Uh, a podcast that likes to live in the land of musicals. I'm your host, John. And you already heard who's today's guest or saw it on the episode listing it's matt Coplick, everyone <laughs> wow it's it's, tr- it's truly an honor to to be back and be laughed out of my face and i don't even know what number this is anymore we I didn't know even... last time and but we i still I've, I've stopped keeping count i have a i have a, a google doc somewhere that has a county that when that you, i count everyone when you keep hitting home runs john you stop counting after a while you know you're just like oh, oh. you're like another day another dollar well, Matt, this is spooky season, mm. so that's why my costume. It's why <laughs> everyone he is dressed as Stitch um, from Lilo and Stitch, but he should have blue. He should have dressed as somebody from today's movie. I don't know who, but we're talking about the 1989 cult classic Teen Witch, which isn't considered a musical, but I feel like it should be. It's like, it's okay. So, are you familiar with the podcast? How did this get made? Of course. I, I don't. I don't know yeah. your life. They they cover Teen Witch, and I listened to their episode a long time ago. And the only thing I remember is Jason Sudeikis saying, "Like, this isn't really a mu- musical so much as it's a movie with random music videos." And I think yes. that's very. But the thing is that all the songs in this movie are diegetic, and on top of that, the entire soundtrack for this movie was written for the movie. Like yes. there's not, yeah, there are no songs in the movie. You're like, oh yeah, like I love that pop song. Like no, all, the, all even the the songs that are played in the background for something are songs that were written for the movie. Yes, and then and top that, uh, screenplay is by Robin Menken and Vernon Zimmerman. Music and lyrics are by Larry Weir and some other people. Sometimes and a lot of other people, and a lot of other people, but like he's the connecting thread yeah. through all of them. Yeah. Um, it was directed by Dorian Walker, and according to IMDb, high school misfit Louise. Ooh, <laughs> that's a bad. That's a weird name for a teenager. That's uh, how you know she's a nerd because <laughs> no one else is named Louise. <laughs> Everyone else has names like Sharon, Lola, uh, whatever the mean girl's name is. It's like Randa, Rand, Randa. Jesus, not not like Rhoda or Rhonda. Randa. And then there's the pop singer Shauna, who doesn't actually exist. It's all these us. The Shaunas, Lisa's, Carla's, Brenda's. <laughs> we have Louise. 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 She's a um, nerd. So uh, Louise, at loss for romance, discovers magical abilities, but the teenage witch finds that she cannot conjure herself true love. So what? What? That's literally what IMDb wrote. That is that is the imdb blurb i mean it, it's not wrong it's just also not really accurate at the same time <laughs> she cannot conjure her, uh, love, herself true love so what yeah well it's, it's like it's like going to a doctor to get a checkup and you're like so what's wrong with me and they're like well you don't have pneumonia and like <laughs> okay well that's accurate but that's not helpful and they're like so what yeah so what you don't have that yeah listen you may have heart failure, but you don't have pneumonia. So what? Top that. So what? Big deal. Who cares? Oh, my and God. It's like written by a Long Island mother. So what? Who cares? So if you all remember, like, a while ago, almost a year ago, I want to say, I, um, for my 50th episode, I was going to do non-musical moments, uh, musical moments and non-musical movies and TV shows. And top that was on the list. And then... John watched this movie and was like, this is secretly a musical. Like, I don't know why it's not considered one. Because it's it, there aren't really enough actual numbers performed for really considered a musical. Like, so I think what? there's maybe four. So what? Who cares? But, <laughs> but you know, like, there's like a solid 40 minute stretch where like not a number is to be had. Or at least not a, not a performed number. But 
it's it's more that this movie forgets sometimes that it's a musical. It also forgets sometimes that it's a movie. It sometimes forgets that there's a plot. And it sometimes forgets that it's at a high school. Because everyone other than Robin Lively, fun fact, older sister of Blake Lively, in this movie, uh... is clearly 29 years old. Uh, there's... So what? <laughs> so, but not in a grease way where, like, that's sort of the point. Like, it's... like it's She actually looks young, too. Like, well, it's... it's- so they were like, oh, so her character, Louis, the whole thing about Louise is that she apparently skipped a grade because she's a super genius and she like is always considered to be a baby and everyone treats her like a baby. One of the things that one of those guys says to her, he's like, are you sure you're in high school? Because she's supposed to look so young. And Robin Lively was 16 when they made it. So like the only way to make her look like a baby is to cast 45 year olds as her classmates. So the guy who says like, are you sure you're in high school? I'm like, are you sure that you are? Like, sir, Brad- the senior center is around the corner. Brad was wait was he he was he was clearly in his late twenties when yeah, he yeah I think he was the actor yeah Some, I think he was twenty seven something like that and it's just uh I, yeah <laughs> the top the, the top that guy you know looks like he has a kid in kindergarten at that point like it's I feel like though her friend Blossom Blossom <laughs> um uh the the one who sings top that yeah. I would believe that maybe she's twenty one. I, I could get. I would. I could argue maybe nineteen. She's small. Also, did you That's just say like, sings top that raps top that? I would say not a note is 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 expulsed, <laughs> expulsed, expulsed. I don't know. Who cares? Top that. So what? <laughs> so what? Who, so what? But, Who cares? But I'm saying I feel like that actress at most is sure. twenty twenty one. Because she is, also looks young. Yeah. Well, it's that 2021 is, you know, kind of the unwritten rule in movie making of like, you're old enough that we can show high schoolers doing things and not make it feel weird. But you're young looking enough that we're not like, oh, she clearly has a mortgage. Oh, look at your five o'clock shadow. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, those tiggle bitties that clearly 3000 babies have breastfed on because you are just that old bitch. But then yeah. on the reverse side, Dick Sargent's in this, and he looks like a grandpa. Which one's Dick Sargent? Her dad. Oh, yeah. He was in Bewitched. He replaced... Uh, he was the original the Daryl, right? Yeah, Darren. Darren, sorry, Darren. Um, first of all, who remembers anything about her parents other than the fact that they're just, like, there? And they and they speak their mind when no one's around. And her they mom... Try, they try to cock block her. They do well. Everyone tries to cock block her with those chairs. It's the chairs. Everyone's what like, the "Where are the chairs?" It's like, who cares about the chairs? She's trying to get some dick. <laughs> She's performing a goddamn spell, and then the chairs are in her massive closet. Yeah. Well, she's she, that's a nice home. She would have a nice closet. That, that's also a big room. Girlfriend also, has a nice closet. Also, this is wait. When did this come out? Eighty nine. Yeah. yeah. So this is after clearly after the Breakfast Club, but mm-hmm. like. I feel like they also help solidify the trope of cast a pretty or hot girl, make her look dowdy, and then have a transformation moment in the movie. So the thing about that is, like, they barely try to make her look dowdy. Like, Robin Lively is so beautiful, and all they really do is, like, give her kind of ill-fitting preppy clothes that I'm like, in any normal world, she would be a popular girl. Like, they'd be and a trench coat, uh, like a floor length trench coat that I absolutely <laughs> would wear. There are a lot of th- there are a lot of things that like geek Louise wears in this movie that I go, I would absolutely wear that. She she's so pretty, she's so sweet, she's smart, she comes from like a, a comfortable house life. Like that girl would not be a nerd. And and, th- and and then when she transforms, it's still amazing. Like they just they all they did was they teased her hair and showed her legs, and all of a sudden she's hot. That's all they did. That's all well, they did. I mean, all you need to do when you're Robin Lively. You're she's so Blake Lively's older sister is like we share the same genes. Of course, I'm stunning. Like, what do you want me to do? And she has beautiful red hair, gorgeous like, hair. Gorgeous. I love a redhead. I love the red hair. Like I, I realized, John, I have a thing for redheaded female protagonists in movies. I, it's like Ariel and Little Mermaid, Moira Shearer in the red shoes, uh, Melanie Griffith with her strawberry blonde hair in Working Girl, Robin Lively in this. Merida and Brave. Mm. Oh, Merida eh. and Brave. Merida. I like Merida. I wish that movie were better, but I love her hair. 
We and love we love her. We love the character design. How's that? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Emma Stone, whenever she whenever she has red hair, I'm like, bring it on, bitch. Julianne Moore, love them silky locks. Uh something <laughs> about that red hair does it for me. But yeah, uh they don't they don't really make her look dowdy. They just make her look like I guess cutesy. And they and and again, to like it's sim- similar to like how all of her classmates are 90 years old. They also all are like overly sexualized with, with their dress code to make her look more like an outcast. I'm like, no, sweetie, you're dressed normal. They're all just they're all just dressed like strippers. Like you're not you're wearing a nice outfit. And it's then, not your fault that your classmate has her vagina showing. And then that teacher, what's his that, name? The worst teacher in the world. Were like should have been fired after that first scene. Oh my god. How the, is he not fired? The the him just torturing her because like i get it she's kind of out of place she, like like you said and like what the movie says she is supposed to be like skipped a year skipped a yeah. grade but like why is she constantly getting bullied by adults <laughs> i just even like that that adult in particular i i, I want to give credit to the actor playing i don't know his name but whoever that actor is that actor does a wonderful job of playing an absolute cock of a human and i don't blame him for all of my vitriol for that character if anything he did such a good job that my vitriol is like so intense he's just so awful and like picks on her in particular and why because she was like five seconds late to class five seconds late to class and then handed in I don't even understand what the assignment was. They the had assignment to do like was a short on like story or a poem or something. A poem or short story, like some creative writing about love. And she hands it in, but also like a part of her diary got stuck to her paper because her brother was reading her diary and took it, tore out a piece. And he's, you know, a disgusting younger chi- uh, sibling. So he's like covered in food and sticky things. And so it sticks. It's. That what opening drugs, scene. What yeah. drugs was was everyone on in this movie? Like cocaine. behind it the was, scenes, it was, it was all cocaine. cocaine. It was all just okay. cocaine. Because they that, were just you. You know that they uh, blew a rail, and all of a sudden we're just like, okay, so Richie, the kid, was going to just eat food and be covered in food all the time. Augustus Galoop, think yeah. Augustus Galoop. But he's, he's gonna like, talk. But he's gonna talk like a Borscht Belt comic. You think you're hot stuff because you went to a dance. Dream on. You're a dog. No one wants you. You're a dog. I'm like, you are supposed to be 12 and you look like Booth Ruzzy. Or whatever. Ruth Buzzy. Ruth Buzzy. Like Ruth Buzzy. What? Stuff you went to a dance. And no then, one's coming to you, sweet 16 Louise. Man. And then all of a sudden, after he got turned into a dog, he's like the butler of the house or something. It's uh, yeah, God. They play hard and fast with the rules of this magic, considering that there are apparently very strict rules with this with her magic. The movie's like, yeah, whatever. Who cares? So yeah. what? Who cares? Who? So what? Who cares? Top that. So what? Who cares? Top that. Because <laughs> like you know, when she meets Zelda Rubenstein, who's in this movie. Oh, is she in this movie? Oh, I fucking love her. I really wish she would just say, "This house is clean." Like. Yeah. <laughs> Go into the light. Go <laughs> Carol Ann! Uh, so who cares? cares? Um, I don't even know what I was going to say about Zelda Rube. Oh, because no, no one she... knew what they were going to say with this movie. Because <laughs> she, she's supposed to be like Louise's mentor into becoming a witch and everything. Yeah. And she lays she out. She never some... teaches her. She's just like, try this spell. So what? Who cares? Yeah. Yeah, she's like, here's a book of spells. Here can God, okay, wait. So we should maybe try to give like a basic description of what the plot is of this movie. There's a plot? Well, (laughs) you you know that whoever wrote it went to the studio and went, okay, so here's the thing. She's a teenager, but she's also a witch. And everyone's like, love it, sign it, deal. And like, they're also going to be musical numbers. And they said, so what, who cares? And well, originally it was supposed to be like, um teen it was wolf, a, right it was a ripoff it was the female version of teen wolf but she's yeah. a witch and then also sabrina the teenage witch was a comic book in the yeah. 60s yeah so and the move but like the the movie came out in the 90s and then obviously there was the melissa john hart show anyway um while watching this i was just like they also ripped off sabrina and no one is talking about right it's like they just I love this movie so much. 
this movie is a huge guilty pleasure of mine because why it's guilty bad. pleasure it's amazing well, the guilty pleasure in the sense of like i love it because it's not good oh, um, yeah. there's another 80s movie with sarah jessica parker that i've talked about called girls want to have fun similar to this where it's just like a room of executives said okay here are the last 10 high school movies to make money let's take something from each of them and put it all in one movie and instead of getting like the movie to end all teen movies you get like a clusterfuck of a cocaine fueled fever dream and it's amazing same thing with this movie um well this movie's like a lot more calm than i remembered it being considering how wild so much of it of it is like the energy's never like manic well i like boys the song that they sing (laughs) that's supposed to be like hey i also love okay we said we're gonna talk about whatever plot there was here but let's talk about that for a second the first real like big number the opening credits is technically the first musical number love the song it slaps and i'm actually i'm actually i mean i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna not be making fun of this like we we have been like honestly it feels like an 80s an actual 80s pop song um to the point that i went on imdb to see if shauna was a real pop singer who and that was actually her song Nope, that's an no. actress who co-wrote the song with the movie's uh, composer. Yes, yeah, and she wrote a bunch of other songs with him. Mm-hmm. I want to give, I, I want to find her name again so I can give her credit. Hold on, got this out, future John. Maybe Kathy Carr. Kathy, Kathy Carr, and she's actually in the movie. She um, well, they credit her as singer. I don't know yeah. if that's actually her, or because um, wasn't there also a female, uh, like another singer? at like the last dance maybe the the actress who plays shauna in the concert co-wrote the shauna song they're never gonna okay. be the same again so uh, i Carr. don't remember her name at the moment but so that opening number in the credits like it is you know that's a song that's meant to be played sort of in the background while this fantasy sequence happens on a roof i think like a city building um and then oh. which is i'm sorry i just, i want to uh kathy carr wrote Get up and move it much too much. Cindy Valentine helped. Yeah. It played um the Shauna role. Shauna role, yes. There we go. There we go. Um, but the first real diegetic musical number is in the locker room where one of the popular girls comes in with a boombox while they're all in like bathing suits and she goes, Hey cheerleaders. First of all, no one has ever addressed a group of cheerleaders if they are also a cheerleader and said, hey, cheerleaders. You usually say, like, hey, guys, or, like, hey, like, hey, friends. Or like, you never it's, – it, imagine walking into an accounting firm and be like, hey, accountants. Like, what? Stupid. And she goes, I have the new cheer. Check it out. And it's just, I like boys. And I'm like, what fucking sports team are you cheering for? I thought like, I was having a stroke or something at that point. Supposedly it's the football team. And I'm like, how is that going to help them play football if you're doing a cheer that's just like, I would love to get railed, please. Like, how are they supposed to focus on the sport? Like, I'm so happy. Team. By the way, I do backdoor. Like, that is not a good cheer. Your whole point of being a cheerleader is that you are cheering on the team, not distracting them with, you are, with your wetness. Like, get the fuck down kiki i think is that who it is i and have no like, idea maybe it's randa <laughs> and like and then it's just and it's louise like in her towel looking off being like that's all weird like look at them being f- having fun and it's like they're they're doing like antics at, like at first it's like 80s cocaine jane fonda aerobics and then all of a sudden you know they're doing wacky shit in the in the locker, locker room, like, room yeah i'm like what is this it's well stupid. wearing i love it underwear? i love every second of it it's underwear it's like a purple bathing suit, right? It's like a one-piece swimsuit, isn't it? I don't... Like you a know leotard. What? They're I, wearing leotards. I, when they started singing and dancing, I was just like, what? I blacked out. I don't... I like boys. boys. I like boys. I like boys. It's like, oh yeah, bitch. We all, listen, we all love the D, but you have a... <laughs> you had you had an assignment, and it was to write a cheer, okay? <laughs> Go check out Kirsten Dunst. She knows how to do a good cheer. Awesome. Oh, wow. Like, totally freaking Seriously. me out. I mean, right on. <laughs> oh, number one. That is a cheer. You have a you have a team that you're rooting for. You're cheering them on. Not, hey, go footballers. Oh, and by the way, later on, I'll swallow. Like, no. <laughs> that's not a cheer. So what? Who cares? No one <laughs> anyway, who cares. Tap that. Uh, it, it, maybe, it, it maybe isn't a cheer, but I'm self-promoting. It's fine. Who cares? So what? Tap that. Um, uh I'm so happy you made you introduce you made me watch this movie because it's it's made so is a str- made is a strong word, John. Suggested, yes. 
Because I was just like, yes, and just in time for Halloween because witches? Yeah. I mean, hey, she's... No, she's not barely a witch. She is a witch. Just, like, the movie's barely about her being a witch. But, like, I don't understand the rules. So, like, okay, we were talking about Zelda. Um, uh, Madame Serena. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, They always use a name like that whenever there's, like, a witch involved in, like, teen movies, I feel like. Yeah. Or in camp movies. But anyway... Louise goes to see Madame Serena and she gives her kind of the lowdown on some of the rules for witchcraft in this world. Not at first. Yeah. At first she just is like, when you turn 16, you're going to start getting some powers, which I guess she do. And then when she comes back, she gives her a couple of rules. She's like, yeah, when you're new to this, your spells are weak and water will always kill it. And that only really happens once though. But like, no, twice. But like sometimes she has to say an incantation sometimes it's a wish that she wants to that she has that is fulfilled by her own powers sometimes she says nothing yeah it's like like preceding the song top that you know her just rubbing the amulet yeah she rubs the amulet meanwhile her friend is like wet for whatever that guy's name is that is like the cool guy but also kind of a nerd that's the thing is like all the so-called cool people at this school are fucking lame. Top that guy is lame. He's also like always rapping in class when they're doing um sex ed. She's like, what does this umbrella look like? And he's like, it looks like a joystick, a chub and a dick and a penis. And I'm like, I'm sorry, you're considered someone that we all should be aspiring to be friends with. I would run the other way if you said hello to me. Holly, why, why are you so hot for this guy? Because she's Blossom and you can't account for Blossom's taste. But I don't appreciate her shaming Louise for her choices when she likes the lamest man in the haystack. She's like, how dare you, Louise? You you abandoned me. You're popular now and beautiful. And I'm like, girl, look at your choices. Look at the hats you wear and the men you like. But like, they're still friends at the end. Kinda. They look at, at each other and they're like, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm, that's it. Girl. Like, Get your I, zhuzh. I feel like she should have just told holly how do you tell a friend that you're a witch and not get burned at the stake um yeah i have you know what i have no idea so she does she does some she does some trickery she vanishes the horniest guy nerd nerd is he supposed to be a nerd he's supposed to be a nerd but i honestly you you can tell that that's a handsome man behind those glasses and that like updo and but like he's he's also like gonna put some date rape drug in her drink oh, or something. Oh, he absolutely would date rape Louise if, if she was looking the other way. But she makes him disappear seemingly for good. No one ever hears from him again. Nope. Nope. Not mentioned. Never nope. mentioned. Um, Maybe the, that's when the cocaine hit and they're like, well, Brad, Brad at some point, the hot guy Brad, they're, they're talking in study hall or whatever it is. He's like, I'm sorry I set you up with him. Like, I should have known. And he's like, no, it's fine. I told him to get lost and he did. And I was like, so <laughs> no, has no, has anyone heard from him since? Has no one like put out a search warrant for Brad? Or is he like just so awful that even his own parents were like, eh, let him gay. So I'm, I'm looking on the IMDb page right now yeah. um, for this movie. I don't know if I, on How Did This Get Made, they said how much it grossed. The movie. The, it probably did at some point. I, I It's been over a year since I heard the episode. There is no budget listed. Um, and it grossed, allegedly, this may be wrong. Who knows? It's IMDb, grain of salt. Worldwide gross, $27,843. That's absolutely wrong. <laughs> I was like, that. Um, on, let guys. me go on Box Office Mojo. That They might have an actual thing for it. Um, or even Wikipedia. Because... I'm sure it did not make money. Uh, First of all, I'm sure it was very cheap to make. Teen movies were always famously very cheap to make, but I cannot imagine. So the, uh, uh, okay. So on my trusty Wikipedia page, Uh um, it's $2.5 million budget. And. Oh, it also says $27,000 at the box office on Wikipedia. Yeah. Opening weekend was $3,875, but it was going against uh field of dreams and pet cemetery yeah but so so does that mean that it did it open wide though like in 
like a thousand theaters or something because if it opened in a thousand theaters that's that's like a... that's three dollars a theater. Like, did no one go? Absolutely no one. I don't know, but I would have. <laughs> that's. I mean, that is a debt. That number was so low that you've told me the twenty-seven thousand eight hundred, whatever. That was so low that I had to believe that that was false and a joke. You but never. It, I'm because like IMDb, you never know. You There's, never know. You never. You never know. So what? Top that. So uh, what? Top that. $27,000. So what? Top that. So what? Um, yeah. This... Like, even Heather's, I think, grossed a million, and that was considered a huge bomb. And Heather's came out later that year. Well, like Heather's, did you know that there was, there is a music, there was or is, not sure, a musical comedy called Teen Witch Live? <laughs> I did know that. I would assume it's pretty much just the script of the movie and then all the songs were like playing in the background they just made like actual song songs yeah yeah <laughs> which is honestly good on them because it's what they did with xanadu as well just like like we already have a full score here someone wrote a dozen songs for this movie let's add it. more elo to it oh god i i will say elo's score for xanadu fucking slaps i listen to i'm alive on the treadmill all the time i mean I'm so upset though that on the soundtrack they don't have the full Xanadu song. Sure. With the with the the little bits in between. I forget what they, it's actually called, but it's like all the like the the country music and the hard rock version. Like I want that. That's what I want. Yeah. You know what they're trying to do in Teen Witch with Robin Lively for the first half of the movie? They're trying to make her be like Olivia Newton-John in the first three quarters of Grease, where it's like, it's not like, she's just so super cute and like, you know, buttoned up and no one takes her seriously. And it's like, yeah, I get that. But like, all you did was put a pretty girl in an overlong sweater vest and a long skirt. She's still prettier than most of the girls at that school. You still look at her and like, yeah, you're the leading lady of a movie for a reason. Like the, um, are you talking about the outfit that she goes to with the dance with the horny guy? Yeah, before she takes it all off and she's all of a sudden. Yeah, you know, I mean, I mean, her. it is hideous clothing, but on yeah. her, it kind of is a little fashionable. Because like, she's so pretty that it just looks sensible yeah. on her. You're like, yeah, she can make anything work. Yeah, I could see that in like a a Sears catalog if she was a model modeling it, you know? Yeah. Some people are just so pretty that they could wear a potato sack and you're like, yeah, fashion, what of it? What a yeah, bitch. who cares? So I what? hate her. So what? Top that. Stop that. So what? Top that. Um yeah, it's it's there other than her brother, poor brother, there really are no like unattractive people in this movie. Everyone is just sort of attractive and then made to look either extremely sexual or extremely dowdy well so okay so the the guy that we're talking about his name the character name is david apparently uh, just, so i just saw claim. that in my i just saw that in my notes um but so when he's introduced before we see him like she opens the door and you hear a belch <laughs> and then all of a sudden you see this guy and you're like oh you are trying so hard right now yeah again though like you watch the movie you can tell that he's a hot dude that they've just tried to turn into a nerd and he's like going for broke but it's you know oh god okay this is gonna sound really awful and i apologize but i saw the new into the woods a little while ago okay and philippa sue's cinderella she's trying so hard to be funny and you just you watch her and you're like oh, you're so pretty. No one's ever told you that, like, your jokes don't land. And for me, that's sort of this guy in the movie where, like, he's clearly a handsome dude that they put glasses on and teased up his hair. And he's like, thinks he thinks he's being funny because he's, like, making all, doing all this shit. And I'm like, oh, sweetie, in your normal day, you are so attractive that no one has ever told you that your shtick isn't funny. Like, even Polly Blossom, as you call her. Yes. Um I'm sorry, which, and this movie does predate Blossom, but you can't look at her with her curly hair and those big old floppy hats and not be like, Blossom. Yes. She's even, like, they even, they try to style her the same as, like, nerdy Louise, and it's like, I mean, she even looks cute in them. Like, it's, yeah. she, the the hats and the curly hair work. The She looks like she would be in a JCPenney catalog. Yeah, both of them do. 
Yeah. Yeah. They they. <laughs> so is that what they did? They they just ripped them from a photo shoot for for Sears or J.C. Penney, and they were like, "You're in this movie now. Here's your lines." Yep. Go for it. And Robin, you know Levy's what? Like improv. No lines. <laughs> and Robin Levy's like, "So what? What's hard?" And uh, and Polly's just like, "Top that." <laughs> yep. Yep. Fun, fun fact. Top that was improvised on set com- entirely by Polly. She was like, "You want a musical number? Here you go." And they went, "Oh, great." <laughs> No, apparently that was a reshoot. They they added that to the movie because they're like, it's been a minute since we've had a number. Let's add one. And she was like, that sounds absolutely stupid. And they said, well, you're contractually obligated to make it. And she's just went, fuck. And then we, however many years later, yeah. are like, this is amazing. Well, and you can tell in the scene, she's pissed off to be there. She does not want to be doing that number. I did read, though, that like this movie did like make teenagers want like listen to rap because there's a lot more rap in it i mean yes there's still um pop never gonna never gonna be the same again yeah which yeah she's a rhythm the the rap section of popular girl i'm gonna be the most popular girl which also all the things about her about louise being popular that they show you i'm like what does this accomplish like she opens the door and brad's there with the entire football team and i'm like did they want to gangbang like why? like why are what are they going there and telling her they want to do yes yes but like they're trying to make it seem like oh my god it's so funny like the entire football team just wants to be around louise i'm like what what was their plan for the night um they just they're just at her door or she's like walking down the hallway and like people just swarm behind her dancing all the time and i'm like what it's it's crazy or um Oh, I also love in this movie that auditioning for the high school play is not only coveted by the popular kids, like people sit in and show up at the callbacks and like cheer on the popular kids. Like, oh, so High School Musical didn't think of this first. Well, you know what this movie kind of reminded me of? And I'm surprised I haven't covered it yet. Were the World Mine? Oh, that's so sweet. Well, like, like there's, there's no consequences. This per- this one person fucks up everyone's lives. Mm-hmm. And no one cares. With magic. And then in the end, they get the guy. Yep. Oh, the, the get the guyness of this movie is crazy. So like Louise, Outcast Louise, played by supermodel Robin Lively. <laughs> Blake she... Lively's older sister. Blake Lively's older sister. Blake Lively's redheaded older sister. She's she's like you know no one takes me seriously. I'm everything and blossom and blossoms like I'm your best friend. Stop that. So what? Who cares? And <laughs> and the and the brother is Ruth Buzzy. Yes, we've, we've yeah, said the ro- that. brother is Ruth Buzzy. So you think you're hot stuff because you went to you a, a dance. Same on. <laughs> what sweet sixteen? What's so sweet about it? No one's coming to your birthday party, <laughs> Louise. It's God. He's insane. But um, she. <laughs> She is just always ignored or she's humiliated. And then one night she gets run off the road by Brad and his hot girlfriend who are probably doing hand stuff in the car. And that's why they miss Louise. And she, her bike is ruined. Probably. Probably. Yeah, probably doing hand stuff. Bike is ruined. They run into, she goes into the home of Madame Serena who informs her, oh, you're a witch. You're a reincarnated uh, friend of mine and you're a witch. And when you turn 16, you'll get, you'll get powers. She turns 16, power starts slowly coming in and out. And she kind of goes back and forth with Madame Serena, who says that she'll help coach her. And then she discovers this amulet backstage of the theater of her high school. And with the amulet, her powers come to full fruition. And she starts doing things for herself and then for the people she cares about. And then she wants to be popular because she likes this guy, Brad, but she won't do a love spell on him because she wants him to love her for her. And then she becomes popular. And all of a sudden he's like, oh, hey, you're hot. And then he loves her. And then she's like, but what if he only loves me for the hotness? I'm like, he only loves you for the hotness. We all could tell you that 30 minutes ago. But she gets him in the end, even though she gives up her powers because she still looks hot. Because guess what, everyone? At the end of the day, she's still Robin Lively. And that's the plot of Teen Witch. But does she give up her powers? I thought she. Yeah. I thought that was the point that she gives them up at the end. Who knows? I don't well, know. I'm waiting. So I did read. <laughs> this gonna... movie is as clear as muddy water with its plot points. So. Uh, according to IMDb, and I'm going to read this directly because I want you to enjoy this fun fact. As of late 2009, Ashley Tisdale has been attached to the remake of Teen Witch playing the title role. Ashley Tisdale commented in 2010 saying 
They were expecting to start filming late that year, but still, as of 2022, no word on the project or any other iteration for that matter. It's coming. So what? Who cares? So, uh, Ashley Tisdale is going to be a high school student in 2022. So what? Who cares? Yeah, it, it, it still fits with the movie. 45 year old as high school juniors. So what? Who cares? <laughs> I want her to play Randa instead now. I want her to play um, the evil professor who has to go through the car wash. <gasps> but I want that... I want her to be Sharpay as that professor to be like, hmm. Okay. Look who showed up for class today. It's our honor roll student. Let me look through your bag, bitch. Like the airbag, like that, and then shaming her for having birth control pills, and then being like, "Huh, like, guess we're being presumptuous, aren't we?" I'm like, "Girl, not only are you shaming her for having birth control pills, you're like, you're clearly not having sex. Why do you have these?" I'm like, "Go fuck yourself, dude. She can she can put in her mouth whatever she wants. Birth control, birth control isn't just for that." No, I know. Yeah, but that, no, no, that, no, that's no, the no. Thing this is me about. yelling at the teacher, being like, "Birth control is for just for that." <laughs> he's not a health teacher; he's an English teacher. And but... even and even the health teacher, I was just like, "Do you know what sex is?" She, no, I think she. <laughs> I think the idea of a penis scares her. She couldn't even say the word and held up an umbrella to be like, "Anyone know what this could be?" Like, I won't say it. I won't show you a cucumber. Cucumbers are far too phallic for me. Here's an umbrella, which is sort of condom. in the city of a condom. penis. Condom. Condom. Oh, my God. The way they were chanting condom like they'd never heard it before. And then just went condom. 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 Uh, Ugo Waga. You will be one of us. <laughs> this, I love this movie. It's absolutely insane. Oh, my God. I, I just... I, I literally lost my mind. And then I, I don't know if I was able to get it back because I, I was just, I didn't catch any, well, there is no real plot, but like, I think I anyone could, listening to this episode knows you haven't gotten your mind back. What is mind? I don't know mind. What um, is teen? What is which? So what? Who cares? <laughs> so what? Who well, cares? She, she is a teen. And she, and she finds and she out she's is a witch. A witch. They didn't lie to us on the poster. No, the the title does make sense. And that is the one and only thing about this movie that does. Truly. truly. <laughs> oh my God. Although, have you looked at the original poster for the movie? Uh, maybe. The, the original actor, the actor playing Brad takes up maybe half of the poster. It's like him from behind looking for the oh, side. Oh, yes. And, like, and then Robin Lively is that. so much smaller in the back. I was like, she's the teen witch, not that asshole. She is the fucking lead of this movie. Yeah. She is carrying this huge epic on her tiny, dainty model-like shoulders. You give her the respect she deserves. Do you know who the original choice was for Louise? It was Debbie Gibson, was it not? Yes, it was. It would not have been good. I mean, they would have given her all the songs, though. She actually, I think, you know what? What makes sense is then they were making it for Debbie Gibson. They probably were writing her all these songs. And then they got Robin Lively and she's like, I don't sing. And they went, great, we'll take out all of your songs and keep the rest. <laughs> so instead of it being like a campy musical, it's now just camp and no one knows what's going on. Yeah. And every now and then music pops in and we're like, oh, right. <laughs> oh, oh, right. We are. We are musical. <laughs> we are musical. I'm gonna be the most popular girl. <laughs> I don't know what the words are. I like boys and fucking like yeah. Dick. Yeah. <laughs> I like dick. I like dick. Guys, if it sounds like we're losing our minds, it's because we are. Also, the <laughs> I like boys song is literally three minutes of just white women with 0% body fat running around with her teased Farrah Fawcett hair, just going, I like boys. And you're like, oh, God. Wait, are the there, there aren't other lyrics to that song, right? It's just only I, think I they like have boys. Like, I think they're like every now and then there's a little bit of just like, yeah, something along the lines of like boys in the summertime, boys in the spring, like shit like that. And then it goes back to I like boys. It's so never anything like, um, I like boys. Mr. Gorbachev, take down this wall. <laughs> Foreign policy in this country is astonishing. <laughs> I like boys. I like boys. <laughs> this movie is amazing. I fucking, I fucking love this movie. It's incredible. Uh, the eighties, I uh, the eighties for me, and some of the seventies, 
there are so many movies I haven't seen from the those decades mm-hmm. that I need to because like they're just like they they like do uh snow angels in co- mountains of cocaine and are like let's make a movie musical yeah well so yeah. the 80s the 80s is an incredible decade for movies because you have some genuinely amazing movies of that decade that hold up mm-hmm. and then you have some of the most batshit movies where like the only thing separating them is that the people making them are vastly different in intelligence and talent because like some of the best movies of that decade are movies where you put them on paper and you're like excuse like if you were to explain who framed roger rabbit to an audience on paper before that movie came out you'd be like what the fuck are you talking about all the cocaine you're doing same thing like moonstruck or 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 working girl or even like i always tell people amadeus on paper sounds like the most boring movie of all time and then you watch it and it it, like grabs you Uh but then like movies like this or girls want to have fun or better off ted or girls are easy Earth girl, Earth girls are fucking easy. That movie is bonkers. Have you seen Voyage of the Rock Aliens? I've covered it already. I don't but think I'm I telling ever. If you want a good companion piece for this movie, I would say Voyage of the Rock Aliens because there are you could see the mountains like like this one. They kind of hide the mountains of cocaine, but like you could still kind of see it. That one, yeah. they're just like, no, no, it's all cocaine. Here you go. It's right here. I mean, that's that's just you know all of it like labyrinth or the drew barrymore babes in toyland tv movie you're just like <laughs> but like oh my like didn't could no one see straight for all of the <laughs> 80s like from 1981 to 1989 was everyone just seeing triple of everything all the time i'm gonna push it back to like 75 because we have to throw xanadu in there as well sure as a and movie also, and also it. patty lapone famously did not get through her run in Evita without mountains of cocaine in her dressing room I'm sorry. Have you not listened to the audio of her final performance? That bitch is singing to tempos like she has the meter running on the taxi outside. <laughs> I love it. Oh my god. <laughs> She's literally singing Rainbow High like, let's get this shit done. I have a plane to catch. I am on a rainbow and am high right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm riding high on this rainbow. Honey boo boo child. Oh, Matt. we've Have we actually talked about this movie or am I still delirious? I blacked out at two hours ago. <laughs> great. Uh, let's get into Sharp and Flat, shall we? <laughs> oh, great. Fantastic. Um, if anyone has any other questions about this movie, please feel free to email John and uh, we, we, will will, do an, we will do an Instagram answer of this we, movie. Oh, yes, we'll do a live. Ooh, yeah, let's ah. do a live. Yes, yeah, okay. A live. But I first, hope this has been enjoyable for people, though. I have no clue. You know what? I gauge it on if I enjoy it when I edit it. Well, so. We, 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 so we we kind of talked about top that we kind of talked about popular girl we kind of talked about we we talked a lot about I like boys uh we gave never gonna be the same again a lot of love it is a, she is a bop um I was trying to think of anything else musical wise I mean the final song I don't know what it's called but it's at like the finest bomb. hour finest hour like that's just very much like a dance dance number I remember when she comes in in her first of all stunning blue outfit with minus that little tutu thing on her butt. I just, when everyone looks at her and just like starts dancing in unison, it's like it's weirdly creepy. But like that's that's also where I was just like, this is like a real musical movie moment. Like this is yeah. So I'm just I'm I I like the movie. I'm confused as to whether or not it is a real musical, like a like a musical movie. Yeah, from the eighties. You know what? It's a movie musical in the same way that La La Land is, which is like there aren't a lot of numbers. But without the numbers, the movie does not exist. The movie is called Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Anyway. Exactly. Let's get into Sharp and Flat, shall we? Let's do it. Sharp. Flat. So in this section, we're going to highlight some moments, whether or not we talked about it. If we liked it, it's sharp. And if we didn't like it, I thought it could change. It's flat. I don't have any naturals this time. I don't know if you do, but we'll get to that. Um, do you want to go first? Sharp. All of it. <laughs> Start to, start to finish. No notes wouldn't change a word. Great. Uh, ro- okay. So if we're okay, let me split this between camp sharp and okay. legit sharp. So for my legit sharps, I do want to say Robin Lively, who I think is giving a better performance than this movie deserves. She's working real hard to be charismatic and natural while also leaning into sort of the effervescence of the, that the film is attempting to do. Uh, and she, you know, re- tries to kind of do the meek, shy thing and then the confident 
popular girl thing. She's doing better work than this movie deserves. The only reason why she's not actually like great is because this movie is insane, but she's giving it a better performance than it deserves. Uh, I think some of the outfits are fun in like a nostalgic way. And some of them are wild in a nostalgic way. Uh, on a camp sharp, uh, near body hair removal. Once again, we're in an eighties movie because there's not a pube to be found everyone or chest hair to be found. Everyone is smooth as the day is long. Everyone is oiled up as the day is long. Um, I also want to give a camp sharp to the AARP for, uh, supporting the cast for this movie. And (laughs) wait, are you sure that everyone's oiled up or are they having the Coke sweats? Little bit of both. Little bit of both. Depends on the moment. Little uh, column A, little mountain of cocaine B. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, I want to also give uh, a camp sharp to Polly Blossom's hats, but not Polly Blossom herself. She'll we will get to her in a second. Uh Shauna with her boppy of a song. That's a boppy song. Mm-hmm. Never gonna be. But that's a again. That's a serious sharp, or is that that's a, that's a serious sharp. Okay. Uh yeah, that's a serious sharp, I'll say. And um a camp sharp. This movie is horny for the D, loving the dick all the live long day. When she's when she's lusting after Brad at football practice and he takes off his shirt for no reason and then does push-ups for no reason. Like football practice, from what I understand, John, from what I understand, from what you understand, sports, yeah. <laughs> is that you know you do your like drills, you do your training, and then you start like, you know, practicing game moves, right? Well, before all the drills and the training stuff, you do stretches. Okay, but he yeah. wasn't doing that. He was, he was like, throwing the ball around. They were like practicing passes, and then he went and did push-ups. And I'm like, I don't think that's how practices work. <laughs> I don't think so. What? So I so but, but I appreciate it because this movie is also horny for the male form, just like I am. Um, so you know, I and sometimes I the female it. form. <laughs> well, yes, they give us the female form, but ne- and it, I always felt like they never overly sexualized the female form because anytime those girls are in bathing suits or whatever, they're always doing crazy shit. Yeah, those are my the, my those are my camp and 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 intentional sharps. I did a I did a mixture, I right. think, because you know I sharped. I like boys because of the campness of it, but I did also sharp top that because like I would listen to that song. And it's on my it's on my list later for songs I would uh, I would add to my life playlist because it's a banger of a song. Well, because those are two things you've said in your life. You've said out loud, I like boys. And then you go see boys and you go top Top that. that. (laughs) (laughs) So what? Top that. Uh, Top that. Who cares? uh, um, I also. okay, so we didn't talk about this, but there's that scene where Madam Serena and Louise sit on each other's laps. Mm hmm. I was just like, what the fuck is going on here? Have you ever sat on the lap of a 55-year-old woman who's not related to you, John? Or, uh, and also like four feet tall? No, I have What not. What do you do for Easter then? <laughs> I talk to Jesus. Uh, <laughs> um, but I also want to sharp Madam Serena. Um, I want to sharp Shane a saxophonist. I can't remember why I put that one down. I think he's hot. Um, the 80s also, because in Lost Boys, there is a saxophonist who only wears purple pants and is and is topless and is like super sexy. And I'm like, do you guys like want us to fuck saxophonists? Is that well, what's going on? The 80s was the decade for saxophone players in pop songs that stopped Ooh, happening yeah. pretty soon after the early 90s. Yeah. Um, and then I also sharp Louise's fashion. I loved yeah. it. I, I, I know it's some of it's bad some of it's good some of it's good bad bad good like oh i, I also care. i want to sharp louise doing a nice thing for her drama teacher that was really sweet yes having her win the lottery Which, and meeting that, a man she loves that that actor like this movie is filled with all character actors yeah that's another great. sharp for me yeah i love that we love a good was, character actor yeah. um do you have flats i have two and we already um, talked about them one flat is not very many black people in this movie whoops or um, people of color like anything. yeah well yeah. i think that i've ca- i think i counted two people of color and both of them were black people one was the bouncer at shauna's concert and i think one of the teachers maybe but i could be wrong other than that i think it's strictly white people are they in california is that the idea yeah, i think they're supposed to be in california uh i want to flat the rap section of popular girl have it being taking place in an alley I know they're trying to have it be like really cute that all these guys want her and they're like driving by slowly in cars. 
rapping at her that they want to get with her and she's like uh uh-huh, you guys and i'm like no i feel very unsafe right now that robin lively is walking down an abandoned alleyway and there are about 90 men in cars ready to jump her bones i'm getting a little jodie foster and the accused right now except there are no pinball machines to be seen that said uh the song is still a banger uh, i want to flat the mean kids not really being mean well i have a question for you on this R- rana ronda R- rana the mean girl the popular uh-huh. girl. she's not mean because she's not that mean she's just she's popular and she's vapid she's kind of a bitch to louise well that's what i want to ask because when she asks louise to join her and brad on the with date her with cousin. her cousin is she intentionally sabotaging her or does she think honestly think that they would get along because it doesn't seem like there was any malice in the invitation i just think of it that she knows her cousin is a dweeb I don't know if she knows her cousin is rapey. Yeah. But I know, I think she thinks her cousin is a nerd and it'll be funny to set Louise up on a blind date. Or is she like, he's a dweeb, you're a dweeb. I don't know. Dweebs need love too. I don't know. We never find out. Where's the inner monologue song for that bitch? I want to know what her thought process was. For or, that. or the, um, oh my God, what's the character's name? The Chris moment from Carrie, you know, where she's just like, I'm going to put pig's blood on her. You know, like, yeah. whereas it's like, I'm setting you up with a nerd because I'm I'm evil or whatever. Like, we needed, we needed that. I, I don't do know, but like, because then when Louise is popular, she's not like, I hate you, man. She's like, get in the car with us. And then when she starts dating Brad, she, you never see her be like, ah, that whore. Um, I don't she know. Never, you're right. She never disappears, Randa. Randa? Randa. Randa is random. Also, uh, not knowing that your cousin is rapey. What privilege. That is, oh. if only we could all be so Ooh. lucky as to not know. Um, okay, so my I my flats we've we've talked about, they're Richie and that English teacher. Like yeah. Richie could have been treated differently. I feel like she needed the annoying younger brother, but like I don't understand what well, he's what he's about. <laughs> these movies always have the kid sibling, and they're either like super precocious or they're super annoying. And they right. decided to go for annoying and then they just like went balls to the walls and didn't understand how children act. He's making a pizza with marshmallow and there's like tomato sauce on the wall 10,000 feet away from the island yes. that he's making it on. I'm like, what did, how did this kid make this pizza? He's always eating. And I'm just like, he, and he's, but like, he's also like average size. He's, the, he's not like obese he's that i'm like greasy i'm just like i don't understand what you're trying to say with him like if you want him to be the annoying sibling let him be the annoying sibling yeah like that's it um my other flat is um polly blossom i think she's a terrible best friend i think she's annoying i think she adds nothing to the conversation and she shames louise for finding success as a popular kid and I don't like that. I don't like people who, when they get left behind, try to take you down. It's like, no, no, no. If you're really loving your friend, it's not conditional. When they succeed, you're happy for them. Go fuck yourself, Polly Blossom. Go sit on your hat. They didn't give us the script to read it, to do do a pass at it. So yeah, maybe in this Ashley Tisdale one. <laughs> any any day now. They're making it any day any now. Any day now. Uh, would you add any of the songs from the, from the movie to your life's playlist? The whole soundtrack whole soundtrack that the whole soundtrack is my life's playlist i mean I, I like boys top that i want to be the most popular girl never gonna be the same again i say those words every day which do you want both versions or just the concert version of never gonna be the same again yes okay um i Bo- both ends i want them in both ends you know what i'm going to agree with you but i think on the soundtrack i'm gonna actually like play mul- like on repeat multiple times top that the concert version of Never Gonna Be the Same Again and then Finest Hour. And then I like yeah. boys because yeah, stupid. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's stupid. I love it. I mean, <laughs> I highly recommend everyone for a confidence boost, put on some sunglasses and walk down the street listening to I'm Gonna Be the Most Popular Girl and you're gonna be like, I am that bitch. And it is wonderful. It lightens your day. I'm gonna probably do this once we finish recording to, to perk up my day a bit more. Yeah, you have to do it once a day. Yeah, I mean, once a day, every day. I mean, even if it, even if you want to, like, just walk around your apartment too with the glasses on, listening to the music. Like, who cares? Like, you don't have to be outside. Yeah, so, so what? Who cares? Someone who cares? Uh, <laughs> Matt, we're done. We, we did yeah. it. We did Teen Witch. Yeah. We finally did Teen Witch. Matt, is there anything you would like to plug or promote? Um, okay. If if my new series on Broadway Breakdown is not coming out, is not starting by now. 
I don't know what to tell you. It means that I've truly just like entered my sloth phase. But hopefully by this point, my series uh, on Broadway Breakdown of covering off-Broadway to Broadway transfers will be happening. I don't know what the title of it of it is yet, so stay tuned. But yeah, you can find Broadway Breakdown wherever you listen to podcasts. We're now part of the Broadway Podcast Network. Woo! Yeah. I was what if I just like said some really crazy things that aren't true or maybe they will be maybe they will be by the time this episode comes out because this we are famously recording this quite a while in the future Mm -hmm. of of this release date so if i'm like we've usurped carrie butler's podcast on the broadway podcast network we're now the number one podcast on broadway podcast network don't bother to look for the facts or evidence because they won't show it to you but it's true i'm not gonna lie i've seen i've had people reach out to me or there was one person who's reached out to me who listens to my podcast because of you Oh, that's so sweet. So you have listenership and like um I've seen your AMAs on um on Instagram. Yeah. So you have people. So no, it wouldn't I, be I, as I, outlandish as you think. No, I have I I know what my numbers are. I'm not as open about the numbers of my listenerships as you are. Uh you you love to to state hard numbers on your podcast. I'm like, oh, she's brave. But I only when it's I do, you because magically all of a sudden it spikes. <laughs> it spikes up. <laughs> Listen, John, I can only tell you I'm famous so many different ways. And <laughs> why do you think I keep bringing you back on? <laughs> eventually I will become famous by clutching onto your coattails, bitch. You are the Polly Blossom to my Louise. I am. But I, instead of being angry that I'm the most popular girl, you're like, great, I'm along for the ride. Please make me popular too. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, next time you have to wear a hat and I'll wear an amulet and it'll be great. Matt did put a call to action at some point in the show. I don't remember what. I think I just blacked out like I blacked out Teen Witch. Uh, you can email me at us. <laughs> well, I mean, Teen Witch did do a blackout. She, they, she did. It's all white people. Oh. Uh, um you can also i'm sorry we are not meant to be political on this podcast so we just got very political oh please we get political every every once in a while um uh, the 13 episode you got very political i'm assuming no because it's you're like here's a problem with moderates (laughs) and it's all about deborah messing's performance we did 1776 we got very political on that one not really Mm. (laughs) Mm, that movie also reach out to me uh on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Buttersong Pod. Um, so what? Who can't stop that? Anyway, uh, and if so you, what? Who can't stop that? And if you want to be part of next episode's conversation, well, we are going super Halloweeny, and we're doing Slumber Party Massacre Two. Ah, I never heard of her. I've only heard of Slumber Party Massacre. Oh, oh, just you wait, Henry Higgins. Just you wait. <laughs> I I cannot. October cannot come soon enough. <laughs> <laughs> I need it to be autumn already. I need the autumn to arrive so I can watch the horror movies and drink my pumpkin spice latte <laughs> and Matt, wear my Uggs. Well, Matt, when you go out and listen in sunglasses listening to I'm a uh, popular girl, you can go get a pumpkin spice latte because it is currently out. Yeah. Like even as of this recording, it's out. Oh, but it's too hot for them. Uh 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 Oh sure, okay. <laughs> Girl, I'm wearing a caftan in my bedroom. You think I'm gonna eat drink a pumpkin spice latte in the middle of summer? Yes. Well, it's not the middle of summer. Towards the tail end of summer. Yes. I, towards the I like boysness of summer. I I think you're going to eat a pumpkin spice latte in your caftan in your bedroom right now. So like, eat it. So what? Top that. So if you okay, here's what's gonna be. So I don't know if anyone remembers from the King and I episode. I was telling John because he likes. We've we've now discovered that John really loves Hello Young Lovers. So we're gonna like have him sit outside in the cafe, smoking a cigarette, eating a baguette, and listening to Hello Young Lovers while children are in love on the street. And he'll be like, mm, "Good for you, live your life." I'm gonna be sitting outside of a Starbucks with my periwinkle um caftan, wearing my UGG boots, hol- holding my amulet. And a pumpkin spice latte. With, with, well, with the severed head of Polly Blossom in my hands and drinking a pumpkin spice latte, <laughs> listening to I'm going to be the most popular girl while I watch Brad take off his shirt and do push-ups in the middle of football practice for no reason. And then switch the song to I Like Boys. Yep. And then to Never Going to Be the Same Again. <laughs> and then as I walk home, I just turn to everyone. I say, top that. And everyone goes, what's that? And I said, stop, stop it. Who who, who cares? So what? <laughs> who cares? So what? You got this. <laughs>
<laughs> I'm not editing anything out of this episode. No one edited anything from the movie, so why should this be edited? <laughs> this this episode is as messy as the movie we're covering. People can either enjoy it or they can suck a fat one. So what? Who cares? Top that. Bye for now, everyone. Bye. Special thanks to Justin Johnson for creating the podcast's artwork and to Nick Bombasino for composing the theme song and the jingles in this podcast. And thank you to CastBox for hosting this podcast. Bye again, everyone, and have a musical day. <laughs>